Hey, and welcome to the Vintage Church at Buffalo podcast. Here you'll find a teaching for your life from God's Word by Pastor Wes Aram. So, let's get to it. We are in a series called Pray Now. All right, it's all about prayer. Here's our theme verse. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.17. It says, pray continually. That's a verse we can all memorize. We can hide that word in our heart right there. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray continually. God wants prayer to be a habit. He wants it to be a lifestyle. He wants it to be an ongoing experience in our lives because His command for us to pray continually is His invitation for us to know Him personally and continually. And so God wants us to spend time praying to Him. So we've been walking through this series, finding some just awesome things. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus, starting in verse 5. He teaches his disciples about prayer, and he starts off by saying, this is what you don't want to do. Don't pray like this. So we've walked through those verses, and then we kicked into what Jesus said, this is how I want you to pray. And what we've come to know is the Lord's Prayer. And as we've been going through this line by line, we have been finding out some absolutely spectacular things. For example, verse 9 says, This then is how you should pray, our Father, and have an our Father right out of the gate. Uh, just by way of review, Jesus laid that out there and it absolutely blew the disciples away. Is my time up already? I realized, uh, wow, that was quick. I'm sorry. Uh, we're still keep going. All right. We're in bonus time right now, folks. So here we go. All right. All right. <laughs> Our Father, uh, is that is Jesus saying, listen, if you want to pray and relate to, to the Father like I do, like, to God, you want to have the kind of prayer left that I do, first of all, it starts by a relational experience. You relate to the Father. You relate to God as a beloved son or a beloved daughter. That was radical in the first century. It was incredible. And it still holds true for you and for me. When we come to God, we don't have to twist His arm. You don't have to try to make Him pay attention to you. He is already leaning in because He loves you. Now here, again... If you're here and you're not a believer, you've never invited Christ into your life, then this is not for you. God is not your father. He wants to be, but he's not your father. But the moment you invite Christ into your life, you become born again, you become born again into the family of God. God becomes your father. No one's more invested in you than God is. He sent his son, uh, Jesus, to die for us. So our father in heaven, that's a place that talks about God's position, His power, and His perspective. He is the ultimate king. He is the ultimate authority. When we pray, we're going to the top authority. We don't have to go to anybody else. We go right to God. He is the top, and He has the perspective that we don't have. He sees what we can't see. He knows what we can't know. He stands again above time and space, and He sees all that. He knows every possible outcome to every possible decision, and He says, I want you to choose this. I want to direct you in this way. He is in heaven. It reminds us of the awesomeness of who God is. Last week we talked about hallowed be your name. Again, another phrase that focuses on God's greatness, His awesomeness, and His worth. He is beautiful and He is more worthy and more desirable than anything that we could get from Him, even get from Him as in terms of answer to prayer. And so the first part of this prayer is all about focusing on God and worship and praise and adoration and being overwhelmed and awed by who God is. Because when we get in that spot, then we are in the right place to be able to ask God appropriately. And we're going to get more to that next week. But the phrase that we're going to have right now is this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now the focus is still on God, right? Still on God, still focusing on Him. We are praying, God, I want your agenda above mine. 
I want yours to be greater than mine. All right? It's not about us building our little dinky puny kingdoms, right, that are going to amount to nothing, right? It's about us saying, God, I want what you want. I want your rule and I want your way in my life and in the lives of the people around me that you've put me in contact with. We want your kingdom and your will to be done. And when we pray like this, we are agreeing with God that his will is far better than our will, anything that we could come up with. When we pray like this, we're aligning our hearts with God, saying, God, your way is far better than my way. Your will far better than my will. It only makes sense, right? Look at what it says. On earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. Think about heaven for a second. All right? Does anybody ever have a bad day in heaven? No. Things you'll never hear, phrases you'll never hear in heaven. Boy, that was disappointing. Never going to hear that. Never going to hear, wow, I thought that would be better. Never going to hear that. Never going to hear, wow, I thought, uh, I thought today would be a lot better than yesterday. Right? You're never going to hear things like that. Why? Because heaven is the place where the will of God is done perfectly and completely. Perfect love. Perfect happiness. Perfect joy. Perfect peace. Perfect wholeness. Perfect purpose. Right? Heaven is the place where God's will is done completely. And so, in, a, in two words, pure awesomeness. Pure awesomeness. That is what heaven is. So when we're praying for God's will to be done as it is in heaven, we're praying for that. I mean, think about it. Do you really think you can do better than that? Do we really think we can do better than that? We can't. But when we pray, God, I want my way more than your way, we're saying that we think we can. We th we're saying that we think we're, we're smarter than God, that we know more than God. You know what that's called? Crazy. That's crazy. Do you hear it? Oh, there it is. Crazy Train by Sweet Ozzy. There it is. You're hearing it. It's nuts, okay? It's not an endorsement of Ozzy Osbourne. Relax, okay? But, yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. That's what that is. Now, as we've already talked about, and we'll talk more about it next week, God wants us to come to Him. He wants us to pour our hearts out to Him. He wants us to lay it out. Why? Because He is our good Father. And He wants us to tell Him what's on our heart. He wants that. All right. He wants that vulnerability. He wants us to, to, to tell Him those things. He tells us to ask. You have not because you ask. Ask. Pray. He wants us to do that. And at the same time, we understand the backdrop and the context of that is that God knows what we need and He wants for us what he knows that we need. He desires that. And so, because we know where God is and that he has that perspective, and as we surrender ourselves to him, that is absolute comfort and power and security that when we ask God for stuff, we can be confident that God says, I want to work things for your best and my glory. That's what he wants to do. That's what it means to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God wants us to pray for his will. Now, let me just say this, because I have a feeling if you're like me, you have probably done this in your life once or twice. Sometimes we pray and then we tag on the end if it be your will. Okay? We tag on the end like that. And you know, and I've done this before. I've done this before. Uh, and I, there's, there's two things, there's two ways we do that, and both of them are wrong. I'm just going to be honest with you. Both of them, and I've done them both. Done them both. The one, when we just kind of tag that on, you know, it's like a concession. God, this is what I really want. This is what I really need. This is what you should do for me. But, you know, if it's not your will, okay. You know, okay, I guess it's okay. All right. It's like we throw that on as a concession. That's wrong. Because that, 
that is a statement that says, I don't really believe that God wants what's, what's best and right for me. And again, we'll say it sometimes because we don't really believe that God has the ability to pull off what we're asking Him. And we wouldn't say that, but often we don't have the kind of faith that uh, would believe that what we're asking God, you know, it's probably, so we give that little caveat. Well, if, it, you know, if it's your will, God is your Here's the thing. That's not what Jesus is talking about here. This is a war cry, man. When we're saying, God, I want your will, thy will be done, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Man, that's a prayer handle that we can grab onto and we can call out to God and say, God, I want your will in my life. Man, I pray that for myself. I pray that for my family. I say, God, I want your will in Connie's life. You know, when I'm not sure how to pray for my kids, I say, God, I want your will. You know, in Dylan's life and in, in Lindsay's life, I pray it for you guys. I prayed it for you. I pray that, God, you would just do your will in their lives. Man, make that happen. Because I am praying, when I pray that, I am praying for what Jesus tells me to pray. And I can be confident that God is going to be active in answering that. How can I be so confident? And the corollary question is, how do we actually know God's will if we're going to pray it? How do we know it? Here it is. Ready? God's will is found in God's word. Hey, if you want to hear God speak to you, read the Bible out loud. Try that. If you want to hear, and I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, clearly, no one's laughing. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not trying to be funny. You know, if you want to hear God speak, read God's word out loud. Because this is, this is the word of God. This is the word of God. And in his word, he has told us what he wants. It's his will. His expressed will. This is what I desire for you. This is what I want for you. He gives us in form of commands and instructions and principles. Okay? And here's a great thing. Ready? 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Listen to this. These verses are awesome. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. When we pray according to God's will, these verses tell us, guarantee God is going to be active in answering that prayer. Guarantee. Why? Because it's what he already wants to give us. Because he knows it would be best for us. So how do you do that? How do you do that using God's word? Let me give you a couple examples. Okay. First, we're going to go with uh, Matthew 22, 37. Let's go with that. It's, uh, it's the greatest command when Jesus was asked, you know, what's the greatest command? Here it is. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. With everything you got, love God above all with everything you got. Okay. That's a command. This is his expressed will, okay? So you turn that into a prayer and say, God, I want, I want to love you with all my heart, with all, with all my soul, with all my mind. God, I want to love you with everything I have. I am turning God's command, his will, into a prayer for what he already wants me to do. And so I can be confident based on 1 John 5, 14, 15, that God is going to be active in answering that prayer. See how that works? We take his word, we take his will that is expressed in his commands and in his instructions and in his teachings, and we turn them into a prayer that is praying for, wow, amen. They were to uh, turn them into a prayer that God wants uh, to answer because this is his will. Let me, do, let me use some Most famous verse in all the Bible is what verse? John 3.16, yeah, okay. So let's... Listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Pray that phrase by phrase. Turn it into a prayer, phrase by phrase. 
For God so loved the world. God, I want to say thank you that you love me so much. I'm so grateful that you love me. I want to know that love. You gave it. I want to know that love. And I pray for my friend Jim that he would know that love. That he would know how much you love him. For God so loved the world that he gave. God, thank you that you are a generous God. That you are a God who loves to give. Forgive me when I don't think that. Forgive me when I doubt that. Forgive me when I listen to the enemy tells me that he doesn't want to give. And I've got to twist your arm, God, to get you to give me something. Lord, help me in that. Thank you that you are a God who gives. You have a generous heart. I thank you for that. Pray that you help me to know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus. Thank you Lord, that you gave your son for me. Help me never, ever to get over that. And I pray for my friend Jim that he would come to know that too. That he would come to know how much you love him, that you gave your son for him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever, that's a wide open invitation. Lord, thank you. God, I thank you that you issued that invitation to me. That I wasn't kept out of that invitation. That God, you issued that invitation to me. And Lord, I pray for my friend Jim, that you'd help him to know that you, God, you have issued that invitation to him as well. Lord, I pray that you'd help him to know that. Whoever believes in him, in Jesus, will not perish. God, thank you that hell is not my home. Thank you that hell is not my home. That that place of utter darkness and, and damnation and judgment that goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Thank you that that's not my home. Will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Lord, thank you that heaven is my home. That my relationship with you is secure because you said so. Thank you that I have that confidence. And I pray again for my friend Jim, Lord, that you'd help him to know that one day as well. That's how it goes. That's how you can use Scripture to pray God's will and His way into our lives. That's how that works. And let's, let's be clear about this. And you and I, we, if you're a believer, you know this, that God's kingdom... His kingdom is ultimately about eternal souls. That's why He sent Jesus. That's why He sent Jesus. He knows that we're lost, we're sinners, we're separated from Him, we're headed to hell. We have no, no chance. No chance. We are under the penalty of our own sin. And, and God sent His Son Jesus to pay for that penalty on the cross. And three days rose from the grave, conquering sin, hell, and, and the grave for us. Why? Because He wants us to know Him. Listen, why do you think that God leaves you here the moment you become a Christian and doesn't take you? To be with him. The moment you become a kid, hey, Jesus, come in. Right, you're saying, what? Somebody said? Yeah, man. That's why God leaves us here, because we're a part of his rescue plan. We're a part of his grand mission to share the good news with everybody. Listen, the message is clear. God is not out to get you. He's out to save you. I know that because he saved me. That's the message. That's the message that God wants us to share with people. God's kingdom is about eternal souls. Let me ask you a question. It's not original with me, but man, I came across it, and it just is penetrating. Think of all the prayers that you prayed this last week, last seven days. Think of all the prayers that you prayed the last seven days. Okay? If God was to answer every one of those prayers just the way that you prayed them, how many new people would be on their way to heaven right now because of your prayers? How many new people would be in the kingdom of God because of my prayers? Wow, right? 
Man, that's a wake-up call. We started this church, Vintage Church. Our heartbeat, our mission is this, that we be a community of people, a community of believers who are passionately loving and following Jesus and helping others to do the same. Help others to do the same. Because that's God's heartbeat. And we want that heartbeat as well. And God says, I want you to pray for that. I want you to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. I want you to pray that, Wes, on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to pray that. I want you to pray that because I want you to be about that. That's why I want you to pray about it, because I want you to be about it. That's what God wants for us. And His plan is to use us to bring people into His kingdom. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? He wants us to. That's His desire for us. That's what Jesus says. I want you to pray this way. Lord, I want your will and your way to be accomplished in my life. So let me ask you this question. Where in your life right now do you need to pray, God, your will be done? Where in your life right now, just answer it in yourself. And Listen, you do yourself no favors by, by lying to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Where in your life right now do you need to pray, God, thy will be done? Because listen, here's, here's what I know. All right. Man, we don't, we don't need to, to fear God's will. We need to fear not wanting God's will. That's what we need to fear. We don't need to fear God and His will. We need to fear not wanting His will. And if you're here and, you've, and you're going in, in, through that, you know, uh, maybe you're going through a spot in your life where you're like, man, I'm just, I want, I want God's will, but man, I'm just, I'm nervous about it. I'm, I'm worried about it. I'm kind of... I, I understand that. But the reason we are is because we doubt God's goodness in His heart for us. That's why. That's why we did Listen, I, I went through, I've gone through that several times in my life. I remember the first time I really wrestled with it. I mean, I was, I was in high school. I became a Christian at a young age, and you know, I was following Jesus. But, uh, man, there's, there's portions of my life I had not given over to the Lord. You know? And, uh, and I, you know, I, was, I was afraid because I believed the lie of the enemy that if I, you know, surrender myself totally to God's will, that God was just going to make me do everything that I didn't want to do. And it was just going to be off, right? He would make me become a missionary to Africa and go witness to pygmies. And boy, I hope I like wicker. You know, he's going to make me, you know, marry somebody who was, I thought was ugly and it would be awful. You know, I'm just, listen, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just being honest with you. I literally thought that stuff. I'm like, oh, man, oh, she has nice parents, but, you know, she's not really good looking. And, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to marry her. What's going on? You know, and, I, and all these things, right? Just, uh, yeah, thank you. Well, at least one person is honest there. You know, Al's my buddy, right? Yeah. Everybody else is, that's so awful, Wes. I can't believe you think that way. I would never think that way. You're sitting in church and lying. I can't believe you're doing that. Listen, I know, right, and I remember I went to my mom, and I, and, and I had this conversation with her once, and, uh, and she just, she told me, she says, you know what, Wes, when you become a dad, you'll understand some of the things in Scripture better. And one of the things you'll understand is God's heart as a father better. And man, she was right. I have kids, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, I totally get it, right? And, uh, and if you're struggling with God's will, it's because you've listened to the lies of the enemy that you think you can't trust God or he's not good and that uh, his whole goal is to figure out how to hurt you, right? As a dad, 
When I, and, I'm, and I'm an evil dad, right? Jesus even said, if you are evil and you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more your Father in heaven could give, give good things to those who ask him, right? Jesus even called us evil because he, he knows us. He knows our hearts. We know that we mess up and that we're, we're, we're wicked and we're, we're doing the wrong thing sometimes. And as a dad, I've totally done that, even though I've tried really hard. You know, I've done that. But you know one thing I've never done? I've never gotten up in the morning and thought, okay, how can I make my kids' lives miserable today? I've never gotten up thinking, ah, man, i got to figure this out. i got to strategize. I gotta, I'm going to spend all day trying to figure out. The moment they come to me and say, hey, Dad, what would you like me to do? That I'll have an answer that will just make them hurt and be miserable for, for days and weeks and months. I've never, ever done that. And I'm, not a, I'm, I'm, I'm a father that is not great. You know, Jesus said, you're evil, right? We mess up. We're broken. God is not. He is perfect. And love, joy, happiness, peace. You don't have to fear Him. You need to fear not doing what He says. That's what we need to fear. That's what we need to fear. So where in your life today do you need to pray, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Where do you need to pray that in your own heart? Where do you need to pray that in your own life? Where have you been struggling and you just need to just draw a line in the sand and say, Lord, I want your will right here. I want your will right here. Because Jesus said, that's how I want you to pray. And when you pray like that, I'll answer it. Why? Because it's my will. And I want to do it for you. But it's our choice. Let's pray together. Heads bowed and eyes closed just for a minute. Thank you guys so much for your attention. So what is it that God talked to you about and what do you need to do about it? What is it that God said to you and what do you need to do about it? Take a moment silently right where you are and just talk to Him. Just silently just respond to Him. He loves you. He's passionate about you. He brought you here so that you could hear His truth. When we pray, when we pray according to God's Word, we're basing our requests on truth and not our best guess. When we pray God's will into our lives, that's what we're doing. God wants you to live your life based on His truth. So what did He say to you? What do you need to talk to Him about? Just take a moment and do that. Silently, right where you are. If you're here and you've never invited Christ into your life, can I just tell you what the Bible says? It's not my idea, it's God's idea. He's going to tell us the truth because He wants us to know the truth. That our sin separates us from Him. And either we're going to let Jesus pay for our sin or we're going to pay for it forever because it's an eternal hate crime against God. It requires an eternal punishment, a place of justice and judgment called hell. That is not what God wants for you. He wants your sins forgiven. He wants you to walk into a relationship with Him. He wants you to surrender your life to Him. If you're here, and that's what you want, you say, Wes, I'm, man, I'm not sure if I'm going to make heaven or I'm really sure I won't. Guess what? That can change right now. So if you're here and that's you, and you're ready to hand your life over to Jesus, because here's the thing. Jesus makes it real clear. You know, We demand nothing and we surrender everything. Those are the terms. Because we're dead and we need life. Say, Wes, that's me. Then just tell Jesus. Tell him. In fact, let me give you some words. 
Just pray this prayer after me, not out loud in your heart. Mean the words as your own. Just say, Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know I can't save myself. I believe you died for me. That you have life to give me. I want that. I want you. So I turn from my sin. I repent. And I turn to you. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Give me a relationship with you. A home in heaven. I will follow you. I'm all yours. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. But if you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want to remember you in the closing prayers. What we're going to ask you to do, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand with no one looking around. Say, Wes, I prayed that prayer. Here's my hand. Pray for me. Somebody did this for me. I want to do it for you. Say, Wes, I prayed it. I meant it. Here's my hand. Pray for me. If that's you, just fire your hand up until I say it's because I want to pray for you. Jesus, thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. So grateful. Lord, thank you that you tell us how to pray. Lord, that we connect with you as our Father. That we are awed and overwhelmed by who you are. And God, I pray that this week we would pray for your will. We would desire it. We would want it, God. We would ask you for it. Thy will be done in our lives. And that, God, we would pray for those around us who don't know you. Give us opportunity to pray for them and then to speak to them about you. You're not out to get them. You're out to save them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name, Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church at Buffalo podcast. To connect with us and to get more encouraging biblical content, go to vcb.church.